Dan Quintana here, and you are listening to the Physiology and Behaviour Podcast. This is another audio version of a paper, and this paper is on Bayesian alternatives for null hypothesis significance testing. This paper has been hugely popular, uh, as reflected by the downloads and the interest in the preprint and the interest in the paper in general. Um, and this really highlights the need for a simple, non-technical guide for doing these types of analysis. Hope you enjoy. Check out the show notes for links to the actual paper, which is open access. Bayesian Alternatives for Common Null Hypothesis Significance Tests in Psychiatry, a non-technical guide using JASP. Authored by myself, Daniel S. Quintana from the University of Oslo and Donald R. Williams from the University of California. Abstract. Despite its popularity as an inferential framework, classical null hypothesis significance testing, or NHST, has several restrictions. Bayesian analysis can be used to complement NHST. However, this approach has been underutilized largely due to a dearth of accessible software options. JASP is a recently developed open source statistical package that facilitates both Bayesian and NHST analysis using a graphical interface. This article provides an applied introduction to Bayesian inference with base factors using JASP. We use JASP to compare and contrast Bayesian alternatives for several common classical null hypothesis significance tests, including correlations, frequency distributions, t-tests, ANCOVAs, and ANOVAs. These examples are also used to illustrate the strengths and limitations of both NHST and Bayesian hypothesis testing. A comparison of NHST and Bayesian inferential frameworks demonstrates that base factors can complement p-values by providing additional information for hypothesis testing. Namely, base factors can quantify relative evidence for both alternative and null hypotheses. Moreover, the magnitude of this evidence can be presented as an easy-to-interpret odds ratio. While Bayesian analysis is by no means a new method, this type of statistical inference has been largely inaccessible for most psychiatry researchers. JASP provides a straightforward means of performing reproducible Bayesian hypothesis tests using a graphical point-and-click environment that will be familiar to researchers conversant with other graphical statistical packages such as SPSS. Background The prevailing inferential framework for summarising evidence in psychiatry is Null Hypothesis Significance Testing, or NHST, which is a hybrid of Fisherian and Neyman-Pearson statistics. NHST generates a test statistic, such as a t-value, and then the probability, which is the p-value, of observing this value or a more extreme result is computed, assuming that the null hypothesis is true. P-values are used in concert with alpha and beta levels to minimize false positive, type 1, and false negative, type 2, errors in the long run by either rejecting or failing to reject the null hypothesis. If interpreted as a measure of discrepancy from a null sampling distribution, P-values can be especially informative. Despite its enduring popularity, the P-value has been the subject of a growing chorus of criticism. Excellent treatments of p-value limitations and common misunderstandings are already available, so we will only briefly cover two issues especially relevant for psychiatry research. First, as the the traditional p-value approach is only concerned with disproving the null hypothesis, there is no way to assess if the data favours the null hypothesis compared to the alternative hypothesis. 
Even a large, non-significant p-value does not provide evidence for the null hypothesis. Consequently, examining statistical equivalency is beyond the reach of conventional p-value test approaches, but see the two one-sided tests for an, for an approach that uses the same framework underlying p-values. Second, unless an a priori power analysis is performed, there is no clear indication if a data set is sensitive enough to detect a true effect when using p-values. P-values and alpha levels fall under the classical school of frequentist statistics and are used to control long-run error rates. The Bayesian framework offers an alternative approach as it allows for the probabilistic detection, uh, probabilistic description rather, of parameters and hypotheses. There have been several publications detailing the philosophical and practical differences between these two viewpoints, but it suffices for our purposes to note that only the Bayesian framework allows us to quantify how much more likely the data are under the null hypothesis compared to the alternative hypothesis given a prior probability. A base factor, which is a popular implementation of Bayesian hypothesis testing, can quantify the degree to which the data favour one of two hypotheses by considering the prior odds. It is important to note that the Bayesian framework also includes parameter estimation, which can address the size of an effect. While Bayesian parameter estimation is a valuable tool, hypothesis testing via Bayesian model comparison can facilitate theory prediction by providing a measure of relative evidence between two models, typically a null and alternative model. Specifying a prior distribution of the parameter in a statistical model is central to Bayesian inference and serves many purposes, such as improved parameter estimation. We will return to prior distributions in the examples below, but will now provide a brief summary. A prior distribution can quantify or at least approximate an idealized concept of prior information about the parameters of the model before the data is considered. Unlike classical inferential frameworks, Bayesian inference can incorporate such prior knowledge. For instance, if dealing with an effect size parameter, such as Cohen's d, we may judge a priori that a value of d less than minus 1 or greater than 1 are much less likely than d values around 0. This is a fair assumption for biobehavioral research, which tends to yield small to medium effect sizes, that is, Cohen's d values between 0.2 to 0.5. If a parameter is unconstrained, the use of a Cauchy distribution centered around an effect is a common approach. This distribution is typically centered on zero by default, but can also be centered elsewhere. The Cauchy distribution is similar to a normal distribution, but has fatter tails and less central mass. Normal and t-distributions are also common choices for prior distributions. It should be noted that the lack of general rules for choosing priors is often used as an objection against the Bayesian framework. Uniform default priors, which suggest that any parameter value over a given range, for instance, a correlation coefficient ranging from minus 1 to 1, is equally likely, and this can also be used. However, they can produce base factors that can be biased towards null models, so they are generally not recommended. Combining the prior distribution with the observed data forms the posterior distribution. A base factor is the ratio between the marginal likelihoods of the null model and the alternative model. Bayesian hypothesis tests in the biobehavioral sciences typically yield base factor values between 0.01 and 100. Descriptive classification schemes are often used to interpret base factors.
a classification scheme adopted by JASP, which is an adaption of Jeffrey's scheme, proposes a series of labels for which spe- specific base factor values can be considered anecdotal, moderate, strong, very strong, or extreme relative evidence for a hypothesis. Base factor classification schemes may facilitate scientific communication as they provide approximate guidelines for base factor interpretation. However, any rigid scheme used to describe base factors cannot be suited to all possible research contexts. For instance, theoretically implausible claims should require more evidence than usual for their support. As we agree that base factors should be interpreted in light of the research context and wish to highlight the direct interpretability of base factors, we do not characterize the results in the present manuscripts worked examples using an explicit classification scheme. We do, however, mention Lee and Wagenmaker's classification scheme here, given its use in JASP, its relevance in many research contexts, and to provide a preliminary framework, a preliminary frame of reference, rather, for readers that are new to, bra- to base factors. Psychiatry researchers are typically concerned with three broad types of research questions. How strong is the relationship between continuous variables? Are a set of categorical variables interrelated? And do groups differ on a continuous explanatory variable, and does this difference co-vary depending on other variables? While p-values are typically used to answer these questions, we will demonstrate that Bayesian inference provides a useful addition to classical hypothesis testing. Bayesian inference is by no means a new concept, but its widespread adoption has been hampered, in part, by the inaccessibility of software packages to perform Bayesian analysis. The recent development of the open-source JASP statistical package provides a straightforward means of performing both classical and Bayesian inference using a graphical interface. The aim of this article is to demonstrate that Bayesian hypothesis testing is no more difficult to perform than significance tests and allows for richer inference than relying exclusively on classical frequentist methods that dominate hypothesis testing in both basic and clinical psychiatry research. Methods A data set from Van Kaplan and colleagues will be used to compare and contrast NHST and Bayesian hypothesis testing using JASP. A core feature of JASP is the ability to save the entire analysis pipeline as a JASP file, which includes the data, analysis, input options, and output. Thus, interested listeners can follow each step of the described analysis by examining the associated JASP file, which can be found in the notes with this episode. The primary interest of the study from Van Kaplan and colleagues was whether a single intranasal administration of the neuropeptide oxytocin could impact self-reported spirituality. The role of the oxytocin system in human interconnection has been the subject of considerable research interest in psychiatry. However, it is not known if the oxytocin system is also involved in spiritual interconnection. In this study, participants were randomized to receive a single administration of either intranasal oxytocin or placebo, after which they responded to measures assessing spirituality. One of the outcomes used to index spirituality was a single item measure that asked, right now, would you say that spirituality is important for you? After receiving the nasal spray, participants responded on a scale from zero, not at all, to seven, completely. The study data set was collected from the manuscript's Open Science Framework webpage, which I'll link to. For pedagogic purposes, several variables not used in the current demonstration were removed from the original data set, and we perform additional analyses that were not reported in the original manuscript. 
Results Before performing the primary analysis, it is of interest to first assess if spirituality is related to age. A scatterplot visualization of this data suggests that age and spirituality is not related. A Pearson correlation coefficient confirms our intuitions, as there is no statistically significant relationship between age and spirituality, with the Pearson's R value of 0.04 and a p-value of 0.75. Nonetheless, with p-values we cannot be certain if non-significance is due to data insensitivity or to evidence supporting a lack of relationship between these two variables. For our Bayesian analysis, we will compare two models. The null hypothesis that data is distributed according to a bivariate normal distribution with zero covariance, and therefore that there is no correlation between spirituality and age. And the alternative hypothesis that age and spirituality distributed according to a bivariate normal distribution with a non-zero covariance are related. A default prior probability distribution for the correlation restricts the parameter space between any value of minus 1 and 1. However, values around 0 are far more likely. We can prescribe more mass to values around 0 by assigning a smaller stretch beta prior width. Here, we assigned a stretch beta prior with a width of 0.5 in the JASP interface. The dashed line in figure 2b illustrates the prior distribution for our example. We now test how the observed data updates our prior distribution with the posterior distribution. Assuming that there is a relationship between age and spirituality, the estimate of the correlation coefficient was 0.03, and the central credible interval ranged between minus 0.18 and 0.25, which suggests that we are 95% confident that the true value of rho is located within, the, within these bounds. Although confidence intervals were calculated for the NHST analysis described above, these intervals are calculated by average performance over the long run of a series of future hypothetical replications. Therefore, it is inaccurate to conclude using NHST confidence intervals that we are 95% confident that the true effect size lies between a set of confidence intervals. However, as the Bayesian framework uses the present data to determine the credible interval, then such a conclusion is valid. As the BF01 value equaled 4.55, this indicated this indicates that the null model is 4.5 times more favoured than the alternative model given the data. Not only does this provide evidence for the null hypothesis relative to the alternative hypothesis, something which is not possible with p-values, but the base factor also conveys the magnitude of this evidence. Note that JASPER reports equivalent BF10 and BF01 values, with the latter simply the inverse of the former. Here, it makes more sense to report the BF01 value, as we are more interested in how much more favoured the null model, which is the first subscript number, is, than the alternative model, which is the second subscript number. An illustration of the effects of assigning a range of different prior distributions that is, a base factor robustness check, is presented in figure 2c. If the data is not bivariate normal, then the Bayesian equivalent to Kendall's tau is also available as an analysis option in JASP. Next, we would like to assess if participants could correctly identify whether they had been administered an oxytocin or placebo spray. As several participants responded they did not know, only definitive oxytocin or placebo responses were assessed in the original article. 
Thus, a recoded variable only including definitive responses was added to the present data set to reproduce the original analysis. As reported in the original article, a classical chi-square test suggests that these groups are not distributed differently, with a p-value of 0.21. The log-odds ratio for this analysis was minus 0.92. Like the previous analysis of correlational data, this does not provide any evidence for the null hypothesis, nor provide any confidence that the true log-odds ratio lies between the confidence interval bounds. Bayesian frequency distribution analysis was performed using independent multinomial sampling as the crucial test was the comparison of the two proportions and the number of people assigned to receive each treatment was presumably fixed. The median log odds ratio was 0.86 with a 95% credible interval of minus 2.31 and 0.51. The null model was only slightly favoured over the alternative model with a BF01 value of 1.16. A base value closer to 1 suggests that there were too few data for this analysis. The primary outcome of interest is whether intranasal oxytocin modulates self-reported spirituality. An independent sample's Welsh's t-test reveals increased ratings of spirituality after oxytocin compared to placebo. However, this was not statistically significant, with a p-value of 0.26. If there was a pre-registered directional hypothesis for group differences, then a one-sided t-test in which the alternative hypothesis is that, oxy- is that the oxytocin group would report increased feelings of spirituality compared to, the, compared to the placebo group would be a valid approach. In this case, however, a one-sided t-test was also not statistically significant, with a p-value of 0.13. For our Bayesian t-test alternative, we compare two models for the effect size delta. The null hypothesis that the spirituality rating effect sizes for each intervention group are equal, as in delta equals zero, and the alternative hypothesis that the mean spirituality ratings of each group are different. Here, we assign delta a Cauchy distribution prior centered on zero, with an interquartile range of R from 0.05. A default Cauchy prior with a scale parameter of 0.5 which presumes we are 50% confident that the true effect size will lie between minus 0.5 and 0.5 is used, so that the alternative model includes more realistic effect sizes. The corresponding base factor provides anecdotal evidence for the null hypothesis relative to the alternative hypothesis, with a BF01 value of 1.93. As this BF01 value was close to 1, this is suggestive of data insensitivity. In other words, more data needs to be collected. A robustness check was also performed to assess sensitivity to the prior, with a wide prior yielding a BF01 value of 3.2. While some would consider this BF01 value as moderate support for the null hypothesis, a wide quarter distribution scaling factor of 1 presumes we are 50% confident that the true effect will lie between D equals minus 1 and D equals 1, which would be unrealistic for most areas of psychiatry. Directional hypothesis testing, similar to a classical one-sided t-test, is also possible within a Bayesian framework. Prior distributions can incorporate prior knowledge and can be constrained to specific intervals. With a pre-registered hypothesis that intranasal oxytocin can increase ratings of spirituality, the prior distribution can be set with more mass around zero, as per our non-directional test, but with no mass less than zero. This directional test provided only very modest support in favour of the null hypothesis model compared to the alternative model, 
with a BF01 value of 1.2. A final consideration for Bayesian t-tests is that the default prior distribution centered on zero may not be the may not best represent prior expectations of an effect size or the small to medium effect sizes commonly observed in the biobehavioral sciences. Instead of using a default prior distribution, an informed distribution can dominate the central location and scale of a prior distribution. For example, we can use the average effect size of oxytocin studies in healthy individuals of D equals 0.28 as the central location with a Cauchy scale of 0.1, which might be considered a more realistic prior distribution. The corresponding base factor provides only very modest evidence for the alternative hypothesis with the BF10 at 1.38 with a posterior median of 0.28. Although we now have evidence for alternative hypothesis relative to the null hypothesis when using an informed prior, as opposed to evidence for the null model when using a default prior, this evidence is still quite weak. With that explicit prior information, the Usterwick prior, which is a t-distribution centered at 0.35 with a scale of 0.102 and 3 degrees of freedom, can be used as an informed prior which is representative of the small to medium effects commonly observed in the biobehavioral sciences. The informed Usterwick prior yielded a BF10 of 1.53, which was a similar result to the first informed prior we presented. Given the potential effect of religious affiliation, we will now carry out an ANCOVA on the main effect of nasal nasal spray administration condition with religious affiliation entered as a covariate, which was the approach used by Van Kaplan and colleagues. The categorical variable for religious affiliation was recoded in the present data set to recreate the NHST results from the original study, that is, the original variable with seven religious affiliation categories was recoded into a yes or no response for the participants were religiously affiliated. As previously reported, when explaining away the area of error variance attributed, attributable to religious affiliation, commonly referred to as controlling for a, for a covariate, oxytocin increases spirituality with the p-value of 0.03. For the Bayesian ANCOVA, a model including intervention group and religious affiliation will be compared against the null model, which only contains religious affiliation. The default JASP multivariate Cauchy priors will be used, although these parameters can be adjusted. As base factors have a transitive relationship, the model with the intervention group and and religious affiliation can be compared to the religious affiliation model. Thus, after explaining for the error variance attributed to religious affiliation, oxytocin increases spirituality. However, as the oxytocin condition plus religious affiliation model was only preferred to the oxytocin model by a factor of 1.73, this can be considered only very modest evidence. Given the modest magnitude of this base factor, this does not suggest that there was no effect, but rather that the observed data were insensitive to detect an effect, that is, more participants might be required. This is consistent with recent concerns surrounding statistically underpowered oxytocin studies. The final analytical approach to be presented is repeated measures ANOVA, which will be used to assess the main effects of time and nasal spray condition on spirituality ratings, and the interaction of time and nasal spray condition. This analysis reveals no significant main effect of time, treatment, or time-by-treatment interaction. A Bayesian repeated measures ANOVA compares a series of different models against a null model. We will compare four models against the null model. 
Of note, the interaction model also includes the main effects model, as interactions without the corresponding main effects are considered implausible. The default JASP prior for fixed effects will be used. That is an R scale prior width of 0.5. Here, the null model was 7.85 times more favoured than the main effects model and 32 times more favoured than the interaction model. There was moderate evidence that the null model was more favoured than the time model, with a base factor of 5.34, but only very little evidence that it was more favoured than the condition model, with a base factor of 1.54, which is suggestive of insensitive data. Comparison of the main effects model with the interaction model reveals that the main effects model was preferred to the interaction model by a base factor of 4.17. Conclusions a comparison of classical and Bayesian inferential frameworks reveals that the Bayesian approach can complement p-values and effect sizes by providing additional information for hypothesis testing. Not only do base factors quantify relative evidence for both the alternative and null hypothesis, the magnitude of this evidence is also presented as an easy-to-interpret odds ratio. For demonstration, we have provided worked examples of Bayesian analysis for common statistical tests in psychiatry using JASP. Interested readers or listeners that would like to perform other types of Bayesian analysis currently not available in JASP or require greater flexibility with setting prior distributions can use the Bayes Factor R package. A few limitations should be considered to help ensure Bayes factors are used appropriately. First, if researchers wish to present the size of an effect, then the presentation of an effect size and corresponding confidence or credible interval is important as base factors alone can only present the support of an alternative hypothesis model against the null model. Second, changing the width of the prior will also change the base factor, sometimes substantially so. But this is not necessarily a limitation, as robustness checks can be used to ensure that the evidence is robust to different prior specifications. Thus, we recommend reporting all assumptions that the results depend on, along with robustness checks. Third, Inference from Bayes factors depends on the models being compared. One could compare a non-null hypothesis, that is a small effect of a delta equals 0.05, to the alternative prior distribution. This may provide similar evidence for a small effect compared to the alternative, as comparing the null to the same alternative. Thus, Bayes factors should never be interpreted in absolute terms as providing evidence for or against the null hypothesis. As a consequence, it is inaccurate to say that a base factor can prove the null, as we are only assessing evidence for a null model proportional to an alternative model. Fourth, when computing base factors, the prior is often suggested to quantify our belief about the parameters in question or to represent our, our hypothesis. However, in practice, using default prior distributions does not express question-specific information unless we believe all the parameters are the same or these defaults happen to suit our hypotheses. Keeping this caveat in mind, we have largely adopted the default prior approach, which is generally advocated for within the psychological literature. However, for comparison, we also present an informed prior approach for the t-tests. Altogether, Bayesian statistics adds an additional family of procedures to the researcher's toolkit, which can be used to complement classical frequentist statistics. To help facilitate the wider adoption of Bayesian statistics, we recommend that researchers present base factors alongside p-values and effect sizes with corresponding confidence intervals. 
We also encourage researchers to accompany their manuscripts with corresponding JASP files. As JASP files integrate data, analysis input options, and output, this will allow readers to inspect and recreate reported analyses, which is an important pillar of reproducible science. That's all for today's episode of Physiology and Behaviour with Dan Quintana. I hope you liked it. And if you did like it, I would really appreciate it if you were to post a link to the episode on Twitter. My name is at DS Quintana, or you can also post it uh, to Facebook. And you can find me on Facebook as well. Uh, Just check out the links in the show notes. Uh, If you're into video, if you're on Instagram or if you're on YouTube, I also post some of the episodes on those sites there. So, check out the show notes. If you have any questions, please let me know. The best way to get into contact is to message me over Twitter via DM at DS Quintana. Bye for now.